Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. Yes. How's everyone doing today? I will pause and wait for your response. <laughs> uh, I'm doing so good. Today I've had a fantastic morning. Uh, again, coffee, the word. Way to start it out. Um, I hope all of you are having a great day as well. It's going to be so awesome. Uh, what's talk about today? Um, plain and simple. I want to talk about like literally chapter one of Jonah and how crazy it is if you read it. And like, I, I was reading it again and I was just asking myself so many random questions as I'm reading it that it was amazing. But the big, the big concept I wanted to like kind of present is what would it look like today if we walked in the same spiritual life that they walked in back then. And, and here's what I'm referring to. So, so the book of Jonah, in case you haven't read it recently, you know, Jonah is called on by the Lord to go and witness to Nineveh and like warn them that doom and destruction and punishment for their behavior and wicked ways of life are coming upon them. You know, like, um, Verse one says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim judgment against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So God's going to judge Nineveh, and Jonah needs to go there. Now, Nineveh is not a place that Jonah liked. Like, these weren't people that Jonah was all about. These were not his friends. These were not his family. And he did not want to do it at all. So what's he do? He bails. Um, because it's weird, like at the beginning, we think it's because, or you, you, you assume, I should say, I assumed always is because he didn't want to like, you know, obey the Lord, not because of the consequences, but because he just, he just, ah, man, the Lord wants me to do something like so many of us in our days, like we feel like we're called to do something or go be obedient to the Lord, but we just don't want to do it. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's crazy to say that out loud, but we, I, I will have that like, eh, you know, and so Jonah does, but we, we read later on in chapter four that he didn't want to do it because he didn't want the, the people of Nineveh to be saved, which is crazy. Like he didn't want them to be saved. That was kind of his reason for running, but that is not the point of this. The point is backing up to like chapter one is like so ridiculous. Like the things that are said in this and how it applies, I think to today is also very crazy. So they get in there. He, he, he says, no way. He hops on a boat to Tarshish, which is like the farthest away Providence of, you know, the farthest way as he could go is where he, that's the far away trade trade city or whatever, um, uh, to escape the presence of the Lord. <laughs> he literally ran away to escape the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Raise your hand. If you're guilty, you can't see, but uh, my hands are raised. I've, I've definitely like tried to escape what I've been called to do or what has been been put on my heart to do. 
I didn't grab a boat to Tarshish, but I've definitely, you know, I, I did a 15 year sabbatical in Las Vegas. So I guess, yes. And once is the word. So I, I just understand. I, I look at Jonah and I feel bad for him. Um, but I, I don't, it's crazy that he was called to go witness to people. And his response was, I don't want them saved and I'm out like that. That is a, just, just that concept alone is, is very, it's not, it, it's so oddly rebellious of like, no, Lord, I don't want them saved. Wow. Like to say that to the Lord. And, but I think we say that all the time. We're very anti as, as people of faith, the Christian community as a whole. And I'm, I'm painting with a very broad brush here, a very large stroke, broad stroke, large brush, mixed analogies. You get it. Uh, that, we have a disdain or a distaste or a animosity towards people that have very different beliefs in us, have very different ideas in us. And so often as I believe, and we're not praying for their salvation, we're praying for their destruction. And that's such a weird perspective to have because it's definitely not the Lord's perspective. It's definitely not how we should be looking at people that we disagree with or have a problem with, but that's what Jonah was doing with Nineveh. He didn't like them. He didn't want them saved, so he didn't want to go and witness to them. Wow. You could drop that exact same mentality in today's world of how we just disregard people and say, no, let them to their destruction. I don't want to, I don't want to have compassion on them. And so... Again, that's the second half of, of, of Jonah, but the first part is what I think is so nuts. So he gets on this boat and they're sailing and, and say in verse four, chapter one, verse four, but the Lord hurled a great wind towards the sea and there was a violent tempest on the sea. So the ship was about to break up. And this starts this, the, this statement that I think changes everything is verse five. It says, then the sailors were afraid and each man cried out to his God. So there was a group of sailors that, you know, and they say to his God, lowercase g. So they were legit all, you know, had different gods, worshiped different gods. Were not, these were not the God of Abraham. This was not, everyone was a, a Israelite or in the faith, but they all believed in a deity. They all believed in something. Like, you know, a, a higher presence, authority, whatever you want to call that. You know what I mean? They all had faith in something beyond and above themselves. And they immediately cried out to God. And they started throwing off their stuff off the boat. You know what I mean? They started like, you know, lightening their load because they, this storm was a wrecker coming their way, you know, a straight up storm. And then... Just like Jesus in the Bible was napping during the apostle storm, Jonah was below the deck, just absolutely catching disease. Crazy, right? Like just the, I think this is an odd overlap of how <laughs> the Lord was calm. Uh, Jesus was sleeping on the boat when the disciples were going crazy. And then as well, Jonah was just, you just, hey buddy, I'm, I'm a little tuckered out. <laughs> Wake me when it gets serious. I thought that was nuts. Um, and so in verse six, so the captain came up to him and said, how can you sleep? Uh, get up, call on your God. Perhaps God will give you a thought to us that will not, so we will not perish. Like, bro, get into this prayer circle we have, all right? Each man's praying to their own God. Get a God. Um, 
And this is the part where I think it's so, so unique to this situation is in verse seven, it says, and they said to one another, come, let us cast lots so we may learn who is to blame for this disaster. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Full stop. What an amazing perspective that we don't have today. Like even all these men who had faith in other things above them, as soon as there was a storm, like not like bad weather, but like a storm, a significant life experience, every one of them was like, whoa, whose fault is this? Like their immediate perspective was someone's not right with their God. And this is their God's way of telling us. And they were right. Like, so in that moment, everyone on that boat was like, full stop, quit trying to bail us out, quit sailing, quit trying to row. Everyone huddle up. We're casting lots. <laughs> All right. Everyone raise your hand if you're not in right standing. Who's, who's not in right standing right now? Jerry, Jerry, we're looking at you right now, Jerry. No, you say you're good. You, you, oh, you think you're good? All right. Give me the dice. We're, we're, we're casting lots. We're doing this. Everyone get ready. We're casting lots. Imagine that. Imagine having that wherewithal to know that in these immense storms that were an unnatural storm, you know, like not bad weather, but just like a storm that they immediately recognize that this was something from a higher power. This was a deity's influence on the world. That their current situation was in a direct reflection of someone, someone's lack of relationship or obedience with their God. Isn't that crazy? Like they cast lots immediately. Like whose fault is this? And the lot cast landed on Jonah. It fell on Jonah. And they immediately like, oh, who are you, bro? Like, who are you? What's going on? Uh, what was it say? So they said to him, now tell us who is to blame for this disaster? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? Like, yo, confess, bro. Like what's going on? Give us the four on one. What's, what are you doing here? And of, and of course, you know, he's like, Jonah said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea and the sea will become calm for you. For I know this is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're right, guys. You're right. No, no, no. That's just, this is on me, guys. I brought this nightmare upon us because I've been running away from what the Lord told me to do. What? Like, like so the, like, they were right. They cast lots. Lot fell on Jonah. Jonah's like, yep, your assumptions that this, is, this storm is a punishment from someone's God is accurate. It is Jonah. Jonah confesses, yeah, yep, this is me, I'm running, you're right, this is my fault, throw me into the sea, right? The men became extremely frightened and said to him, how could you do this? For the men knew that he was running from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Like, what? Isn't that crazy? Like this storm is your fault because you're running from the Lord. We don't do that today. We, we don't do that today. We don't look at a current situation and everything's going nuts and be like, oh, hey, 
Like who's not in right standing with their God, their God. Like we've, we've gotten so rid of deity, right? Now, don't be wrong. I, I don't think it's great that they were all like, Hey, you pray to your God. I'll pray to my God. We'll all pray to those gods. But at least they had the wherewithal to know that this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. This is not a worldly battle. This is a spiritual battle. And they immediately cast lots to find blame. <laughs> Just think that's nuts. Like a boat full of random people all came together to know that, hey, man, this could be your God and my God, but I'm in good standing. I, are you in good standing? Man, I've been doing all the right stuff. And so Jonah confesses. And even though they confessed, the men didn't want to kill him. They didn't want to throw him overboard. They didn't want to listen to Jonah because they didn't want the blood. Of, they didn't want to just sacrifice him. You know what I mean? Like throwing him overboard was basically a death sentence. You know, that's that storm. Like we're going to, if we throw you overboard, we're going to kill you. So even the men didn't want to have innocent blood on their hand. Like they even say that. This is crazy. In chapter one, verse 14, then they, 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 so the entire ship who were just a moment ago praying to their gods, then called on the Lord, the God of Abraham, and said, please, O Lord, do not let us perish because of taking this man's life. And do not make us accountable for innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as you pleased. Like this is them like saying, this is one, we're in the middle of your punishment. And clearly you have something to say to Jonah. We don't want to get in the way of that. But we also don't want to be responsible for killing him. Isn't that weird? Like they just immediately had fear of the Lord. And verse 15, so they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea and the sea stopped its raging. What? What? Dude, imagine you're these sailors. Imagine you're the sailors. You start your day. It's a Tuesday. Whatever. You're just getting your boat ready. You go out. You get caught up in this crazy storm that you immediately recognize as a spiritual battle, like a manifestation, a physical manifestation of a spiritual battle. And you're like, immediately the Lord's trying to talk to one of us. Who is it? Jerry? Jerry? We're looking at you, bro. It's always Jerry. <laughs> but no, it's not Jerry. They cast lots, immediately lands on Jonah. Jonah fesses up, bro. You're right. It's me. My bad guys. I was kind of being shady. And then they're like, all right, well, your God's got some serious, you know, some serious power here. We don't want to be on the wrong side of your Lord. Hey, Lord, we don't want to, we don't, Lord that we don't know that is not our Lord, whoever you are. We don't want to, we don't want to offend you or be on the wrong side of you because man, you've got some serious control here, but also boom, we throw Jonah into the sea and the sea stopped its raging. That would be nuts. If you're the men, you're in this life-threatening battle that your boat is about to break apart. You can't do anything about it. This storm is just a horrific storm. And then you toss this dude into the water and it's just calm. <laughs> like I always, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine like how quick it became calm. Like, did it like, as soon as he splashed in and he like bobs up, like the whole thing just like, whoop, calm. And there's this weird moment where they're all on this calm, calm situation, staring down at Jonah. And he's just kind of like bobbing in the water going, all right, 
<laughs> All right, here we go. I'm just kind of sitting here now. And they're like in there, like kind of feels weird, you know, like, well, he's like 10, 15 feet away from the boat. You know what I mean? And like, they're just like kind of sitting there going, huh? All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, that kind of worked. And then what happened? Bang. Verse 17. Or I'm sorry. Verse 16. They, and the sea stops. Then the men greatly feared the Lord and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Wow. Like, wow. And so I don't know if this is chronological. Like, I, I want to say, it, 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 like, that, you know, the Bible isn't always written. Events aren't always chronological. They're based on importance. So often that's how the author writes. And it, like, there's this book called Misreading Scripture um, that I was reading. It's really awesome because it puts more of a, what were the intent of the words in real time? It's a, it's a whole book that goes in how we misread scripture based on our cultural biases. And we will, we will like, I read things from a, a more of an independent spirit perspective. Like in America, we're all raised, like be independent, be independent, be independent. But a lot of cultures were not, they are family-based and oriented based. So the things that seem normal to us aren't normal to them, but also they, they don't write in chronological order. They write in order of significance. So an event is never portrayed always as A, B, C in a linear fashion. For us, that makes very much sense. Like we want things to be in a linear fashion. Whereas they write things in order of significance. Like, yeah, this is the event, but it's not in this order. It's like, this is the big thing that happened. And every other, other details don't matter as much in timeline. Timeline isn't the priority. Whereas in Western culture, timeline is a huge priority. Like, you know, things started at this point, And then what was the domino effect of those events? But they don't do it here. So I, I, I go from chapter 15 or, or verse 15 says, so they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea and the sea stopped its raging. And then 17 says, now the Lord had prepared and appointed a destined a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the, of the fish three days and three nights. So that's the part, like he gets swallowed by a fish. So I think, Personally, I think it goes, they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea and the sea stopped its raging <laughs> because he was swallowed by a fish. And then the, the men greatly feared the Lord. Like I think it was 17 or 15, then 17, then 16. So imagine you're the sailors. Like you throw Jonah into the water and whether the, it stops raging immediately and then he's swallowed or you throw him in the water, you see a big fish come and swallow him and then everything calms down. I don't know which is more crazy, but either way, the only result of that would be then the men greatly feared the Lord and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Like, <laughs> that is so nuts. Imagine you're the sailor. I just can't even fathom witnessing that and then like going on about my day. You know, like, what do you do? Like, what's the next step for those sailors or any of us? Like any of us sit there and go, oh, we just threw, we cast lots, land on this dude. This dude confessed. We throw him over. Some giant fish comes up and swallows him, which is just who sees that in their life ever. You know, what I mean, these are fishermen. These are savvy veterans of the water. And they just saw some dude get swallowed by a fish. And then the entire storm just wipes away. And you're just like, what is going on? 
what did we just see? What did we just see? Oh my gosh. Like what? Huh? And so fear of the Lord just fell upon them. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord, which I don't know what that sacrifice would have been. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know. They had thrown everything off the, off the boat already. You know what I mean? Like they'd wiped out their boat trying to stay afloat. They had lightened their loads to nothing. So I don't even know what that sacrifice is, but maybe it was just a, maybe it was just a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of worship, a sacrifice of repentance of like, we, you are Lord, we are done. Whoever we were talking to before when we had a deity question is null and void. You're it. You're it. And they made vows. Like, talk about a witness. Talk about a revival. <laughs> like those sailors, you have to know that they became, like I can only imagine they became an absolute fire starter for the Lord. Like, guys, guys, everyone they met, Guys, you have to hear what happened. There's no way you keep that story to yourself. It's an impossibility. There's no way you just go back to work and like, well, you know, that was a Tuesday. Uh, you know, weird Tuesday. Guy gets swallowed by a fish after a massive storm. It all calmed down. Like, no way. Like, they were changed, marked men. They were marked by an experience with God. But I, I, I look at the, the fact that they were even not worshiping the Lord, the realization that they put so much of their life was in connection with a deity. Like the fact that they immediately recognized that this storm was not normal. It was a spiritual attack and it was a punishment or a situation where the Lord was trying to get, someone was not right with the Lord. And this was what that was. What if we live like that today? We don't do that today. We just take situations and take natural occurrences as just that, some random, random nature. But throughout the Bible, the Lord speaks to his people through famine, through calamity, like through situations. The Lord's always speaking, like the Lord has caused a famine. The Lord does this. Like it's so prevalent throughout the Bible. Why do we not continue on with that realization today? Why have we removed the Lord from our daily life? We've just removed him. So when things happen to us, they're not because the Lord is trying to speak to us. They're just things. Like, we, like the presence of the Lord is not active in our daily life the way it was back then, even for people who didn't believe in God. People who believed in people that had no impact, like the God, like little G's that had no impact, that had no bearing on their world whatsoever, they gave credit to. And clearly they were, they were willing to give credit to any deity, but they knew it was a deity. They knew it was not worldly. It was not natural. It was from above. And we have just completely disregarded that today. Tornadoes hit. Devastation comes via nature droughts, floods, you name it. We don't immediately cast lots, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I was joking. Like we had a, we had a church picnic here recently and it was about to rain. All right. And I'm not saying a rainstorm is the same as a storm, but wouldn't it have been amazing if like all of a sudden all the leadership of the church, like, is that some sprinkles I feel before our church picnic? 
A, gather up congregation. Everyone come together right now. Who did it? Who's not walking? Hey, hey, who's being disobedient? Why is this punishment coming on us? Some, hey, one of you here, Jerry, Jerry, we're all looking at you. Jerry, we're looking at you, bro. No, Jerry, no, not you. All right, all right, all right. Hey, if you say so, get the dice. Get the dice. We're casting lots. We're casting lots. This rain is a punishment. Someone's being in disobedience right now because the, the, the event happening is a testimony to that. So let's cast lots. We don't do that. And it even sounds silly to even think that, but like, why? Why is that silly? Why is that not an invitation to become closer to the Lord or be in fellowship? Like, Lord, what is this? Am I not in right standing? Am I not doing what you asked me to do? Am I being rebellious? Am I not doing the things that you've put on my heart to do? Like, why don't we do Why don't I do that? Why do I just take situations in my day as just, that's just a situation and not immediately go, all right, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? All right, Lord, like, hold on a second. Like, this is, a, this is an opportunity to make sure I'm in right standing with you. Make sure that I am in, you know, that my behavior is reflective of what you've asked for me. But I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't look at my daily life with that kind of same perspective that it is a direct reflection of his engagement with me. We don't do that. But they did. Like Jonah, like those sailors immediately recognized what this was. And they immediately, like, who's to blame? <laughs> That's the best part. Whose fault is this? Whose fault is this? Come, let us cast lots so we may learn who is to blame for this disaster. Like, we don't blame people for disasters. And I'm not saying we should blame people, but their, their, their blame wasn't like the person. The blame was like, you're not in right standing with your God. You're in rebellion with your God. Like, we need to figure this out, guys. And if no one's going to fess up, Jerry, we're still looking at you, bro. Don't think that this didn't absolve you. We, we're looking at you, Jerry. But like, they, they, they did that and they recognized that. And what happened because of that? They prayed to the Lord and they all got we don't know they got saved, but we have to assume that, right? That the men greatly feared the Lord and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows like, we worship you. You're it. You're it. Man, wouldn't that be amazing if that same impact was happening today? Like we were able to call out situations for what they were, spiritual battles. The spiritual battles that we all fight that manifest in our world through struggles with other people. I mean, insert the thing that you, like those battles that you fight that just seem unnatural because they are. But imagine the ones that aren't like, like, like demonic warfare. I'm talking about the Lord is engaging with you. The Lord is moving in your life physically to affect a result, to affect your heart posture, to turn to him. That was the whole point of this. The whole point of this was to get Jonah's attention. Like, what? You're running away from what I've asked you to do? All right, well, let me ask more, <laughs> more aggressively. Let me make this conversation very to the point. And that happens a lot to a lot of us. You know, we will get in situations where we get put to rock bottom. So we have to look up. 
But imagine if we just were walking in that space normally. Imagine if I was walking in the space where like if things were coming, I could I had the wherewithal to like, oh Lord, ooh, ooh boy, let me be sensitive to what the Lord's asking me and be even more sensitive to the obedience and aware of it that I can be like, all right, okay, all right, Lord. Hey, 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 I get it. You've asked. Let me be, let me be on top of, let me be about your will and your kingdom. And I just, I just think it's so crazy. The sailors in this story are the, the most impressive part to, to me in that story. Not, like there's so many crazy parts, but the sailors and their response and their immediate response to cast lots and find blame, their immediate response to attribute this to a higher power, their immediate, so like imagine if just secular worldly people in our reality who just weren't Christians, who weren't believers in, in you know, the God of Abraham that, and Jesus and all that, but still had the understanding or wherewithal to know that there was a higher power is operating. That just would be so nuts. <laughs> Everyone just keeps a stack of dice on them, cast lots at all times. <laughs> like, who did it? Whose fault? Jerry? I love saying it's Jerry's fault. I don't know why. Um, but I, just, I, I love that. And it struck me and it made me just really think about how quickly we just disregard or we ignore or we don't give due credit to the Lord when he's trying to engage with us via nature, trying to engage with us via our circumstances, you know? And why do we have to wait till it becomes a dire situation? Why do we have to wait until it becomes a nightmare scenario that we're like, all right, Lord, you got my attention now. Like we all, that I'm so guilty of that. Like a little hint here, a little hint there. I'm like, eh, but bam, I need to get punched in the face with some, you know, repentance or punch in the face with some accountability or whatever that is to, to re- all right, Ooh, you got my focus now. Ouch. That that's, that's a pain point. And now I'm focused, Lord. I'm sorry. It took me this long. Let me get in right standing. But I, I love that. But I, I love that the sailors were so far ahead of Jonah. Like that's the craziest part too. The sailors were so far ahead of Jonah. <laughs> he was trying to dodge it and they not serving the Lord were, were trying to get ahead of it. Like stop trying to save themselves and cast lots. That's how much reality, the awareness they had in their reality that they knew what this was. Jonah sleeping and they were trying to, you know, Carmen San Diego, the situation and figure out what's going on. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I got, man, I want to be that. I want to be that responsive. I want to be that sensitive to my environment that I have that. That I'm able to just spotlight that. I'm like, oh, wow, whoa, whoa. This is, this is, yeah, this is not normal. This is, all right, Lord. Boom, my ears are open. Le- my ears are open. I'm so sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was, I was napping underneath whatever I was doing, but I'm, I'm sensitive to my environment. That's just going to be crazy. So that, that was Jonah, uh, chapter one, right? Just that was all in chapter one. I just could not get past the sailors and how crazy they were and how they went from, you know, straight up false worshipers, you know, idolaters, whatever you want to call it, worshiping other gods to all of them became saved. Witnessing, which would be the most amazing thing they could witness in their entire life. Oh my God, I still can't, like them just sitting on the, on the boat, watching a fish eat someone and then like it all calms out. They're like, oh my Lord, you are Lord. We are, we are done. 
Oh man, here's the sacrifice and here's vows. We are, we are about you, Lord. You, that's it. Lesson learned. Uh, fool me once. So that was my message for the day. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. I hope you have a blessed and amazing day. Again, thank you, Diff Mix and the whole Diff Mix team for putting this forward. Love you guys. Awesome. All right. Bye. You have been listening to What's Up Church Podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't. <laughs>